Put it on the board. <laughs> I will take that. Uh, okay, so ever and ever and ever. Okay, so I, I just started recording. For for those just tuning in, like this is a live show. Did we? <laughs> for the. <laughs> So for those just we didn't start the clock <laughs> we didn't we didn't start here you you start the clock I got it welcome into the show everybody we're nacho two seconds. average podcast oh my word uh we're the show where we eat nachos and talk fantasy football are we ready to before, start well, yeah sure we are so jordan and i this was our conversation started getting heated and just so we, i had to hit record before we lost things you're insane um okay backstory so we were just talking about Aaron. Wild trades and Aaron Corkin doesn't like to trade, but we'll get more into that in a minute. Special segment. And so, uh, but we, a trade was offered. Uh, Jordan was wondering if you could get OBJ from, from Aaron at a pretty low price. Aaron comes back and offers uh, Duke Johnson and Odell for uh, Devonta Freeman and DJ Shark. So, do, 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 do. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> DJ Shark. <laughs> oh, we are already off the rails. Uh, so, and so Jordan, I I raised my eyebrows. I you're nuts. I you're nuts. I I don't. So the issue is not between Duke Johnson and Devonta Freeman. I actually think that's fine. Whatever. But I would still say that's a wash. Is in a much better situation. I, than probably Duke. so. You're probably right. But I raised my eyebrows at DJ Chark and Odell Beckham. I I don't think it's terrible. You you I think don't, you think. That Odell's going to come back to form. You think yep. that OBJ is going to finish as yep. a one, I would assume. Well. Do you think Chark's going to finish outside of one? What you're saying is you think Odell Beckham finishes higher on the year than DJ Chark. Yes. There's no way. Yes. There's no way. I, I, we, are, Nick, we are recording right if now. If Nick come back, comes back into the foals at Jacksonville, <laughs> that one is free. You could use that. If Nick Foles comes back into the folds, then that's the only issue I see with potentially screwing up Chark's success because Minshew and Chark have definite chemistry. You're right. You're absolutely right. Connection. Chark has caught a touchdown in every single game, I think, and he caught like two last week. The the dude is a go-to, and he doesn't even need the touchdowns. Take all the touchdowns away from Chark. He's still higher than OBJ on the year. I'm just – I'm feeling lucky. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and I think Odell is yeah, too talented are. of a wide receiver, and I think DJ and Minshew are flashes. And you're looking at Ryan Fitzmagic from last year. We are we're water betting right now. Yeah, neither absolutely. one of us have really anything involved in this i don't necessarily think the trade is good i want to be clear about that i don't think no this is a bad trade I Aaron. if you're listening this I, is garbage get out of my yeah, face right now if you're listening <laughs> if you sit here and think that i'm going to give you a better running back and a better receiver yeah. for your what are you thinking like don't offer me garbage so so high five the water bet we'll make so because people can't watch but i'm we'll, declining this on on air on air on national television on on national podcast i got really nervous that i just yeah, well, we're high fiving our our water bet. So oh, it's put it on the board. There it is. We just water bet that I think Odell still finishes higher than DJ Chark at the end of the year. We made a bet like this last year, Jordan, and I won. Uh, I'm two I'm two and zero oh with water bets. By the way, that's one of the reasons I hate Aaron Jones. 
But I was still right last, <laughs> Just bitter. last year. Okay, so we'll start the show. Um, today right. is Wednesday, October 9th. Welcome in. Uh, nachos today are from Chewy's. Oh, bro. Top end. I mean, top tier. This is... That's a nacho one. There is Thatcher's, and there is this, and I don't exactly know which one's better right now. We talked about it a little bit while we were eating them. Uh, Yeah. They were different. Like, they, like... Let's dive into this now. Okay. So, we're we're talking a little bit of classic nachos. Thatcher's was was what? Barbecue. barbecue I think it was pork. Cheese. Yep. Some nacho cheese over it. Had baked beans on it. It was interesting. It was a good... Yeah. Thick. Chips were thick and hand cut. Hand cut. Hand cut. Scoops. Yeah. yeah. They were... uh, I forget what they called. Shovels. Shovels. Yeah, that's what it was. They were shovels. But this was your... Chewy's was your... So if you're going to Chewy's and you're looking at the menu, don't just order nachos. Oh, yeah. And then there's another one that's even like special nachos or something. Special nachos. Get the ponchos. 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 I think it's a B. Our our Hispanic viewers will write into the show and let us know. Bonchos. I think it's pronounced like a B, like ponchos. Anyways, get those and get the fajita sirloin. Sirloin. Holy. It is steak, basically. Oh but my word! So good. And I'm they cut. They came similar them. to like the chilies ones that we had that were like. Yeah, they were already layered. Yeah, they were like deconstructed. They did the nachos. work for you. Oh, it was awesome. Absolutely. So good. Anytime someone so good. makes my fit to drizzle it on for me. I'm not your maid. It's so like, they were great. Mm. They were really, really great. Got a lot to look forward to in the show today. We've got some league so updates. We have uh, a new segment we were excited about last week, but nobody Woo-hoo! made any trades, but had a couple go through this week so we could do the segment. Almost had an honor. Almost had week. another yeah, one, on air yeah. one. So we have uh, the, we will explain this name later, but the Aaron Corcoran can't trade, won't trade, untradeable trades of the week. I love that. We are excited about I that. He's going to hate that. He is going to hate it, but we're going to love listen. it. Uh, we always had the Micah Free Sit of the Week. We got bench slaps. We got another <laughs> little segment we came up with today. Drop it like it's hot. I'm going to mute, mute my mute computer. Sorry. You are a professional. I am a professional. Uh, and then we'll go over the week four stuff. So let's get dive into the league no, updates here. We got a lot to kind of cover. Uh, just so you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've kind of done injury report and league updates. This is all kind of combined into one. Taking the hot topics, kind of going through some of this. So Jordan, take us through. I never, these I never shopped at Hot Topic. It didn't seem like <laughs> my thing. No, I'm excited about this personally as the Lev Bell owner. Then that's what I need to talk about. Darnold is cleared. Yay. No more mononucleosis. Good no for more him. Kissing I bet disease. his wife re- rejoices. Is he married? See, I don't know. Is he married? You should. We're gonna see. We he's should married. Google that. Yeah. Um, Sam's back. Sam got cleared to play. He is he is starting on Sunday? Question mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said some Darnold. Sam Darnold um, is starting on Sunday. He's cleared. He's ready to go. He's got a terrible smile. He looks oh he goodness, look what down. a cheeser. I'll try to find out if he's married. But anywho, Sam's back for week six. My question is is how does this affect the offense in general? Um, in turn, the defense. The defense actually hasn't been bad. I think they're right like. 12th 14th on the year the defense has not been bad but when you have your backup quarterback that also went down and then you're sitting there on Luke Falk your third backup and he's uh, I mean he's not a great quarterback in general he's not a NFL caliber quarterback in my opinion Luke doesn't have a scary enough arm or throwing the ball far enough for any of these safeties and backs to, to back off of the line of scrimmage. So you're looking at Lev Bell with like a terrible rut yards per carry on the year. He looks awful. 
But if you're playing in a PPR like we do, Lev Bell is still getting the work. He's still getting six, seven, eight passes a game. And that is what's making up for the terrible quarterback play we have so far. So simply coming back, I think Lev had like 20 points in week one. Sam played in week one. Sam coming back, I think, is just so much better. They're going to have to respect the pass game. And that's in turn going to let Lev have a little bit more of the running lanes uh, in between the line. <laughs> what are you looking at over here? Did you find it? Does yeah. he have Does he have a girlfriend? Yeah, but is this like a Manti Teo situation? No, it's not what I'm laughing about. And I'm not sure I can say it on the podcast, but I'm probably going to anyways because YOLO. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, like I was listening, but it was all good information because I read the show doc beforehand. But I was looking up if Sam Darnold had a girlfriend. So update on that. He does have a girlfriend. Uh, not married. Uh, Claire Kirksey. She sounds know. lovely. She uh, Dating since 2016, but that's not why I started laughing. Uh, his grandfather. Is also okay. not married? Okay, no. But his grandfather. His name? Sam. Dick Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a pause button on the podcast? This may be the part we have to cut out. If we're not sure, we might just have to let it ride. Um, Time mark nine oh six. This is when. Oh man! When someone goes back in there, when someone goes back to splice together a best of Nacho (laughs) Average podcast, around eight minutes and thirty seconds is when this all started. Okay, sorry, I'm done. Okay, moving on. Moving on. It's okay. It's okay. Listen. Sam's back. This yeah, is all affecting. Everything's fantastic. better. But that leads us to probably the best stat of all time that's ever come this out. This was good. JJ Zacharyson tweeted. Was well done on your part. The Jets are averaging 13 and a half yards per drive this year. The Jets. The Jets as, as a, whole, a team per drive okay. yep. this year. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 14.2. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is, is more efficient than the entire Jets offense. Is that a Christian McCaffrey stat or is that a Jets stat? I don't know what it is, but McCaffrey's a beast, and the Jets are terrible with their third-string yeah. quarterback. All I'm saying is yeah. Darnold's back. This should look a lot better. Yeah. Um, other giant things that yep. have happened, I guess we'll call it giant. It's still big enough when a coach gets fired. Obviously, nobody's thrilled about that, but Redskins, coach Jay Gruden has been let go after six seasons in Washington. A 35-50 and 50 record. It's not good. That, Less than 50%. I'm, I I am not a professional analyst, but yes. that does not seem like a good record to me. That would, yeah. Is that, no. That's probably a safe assumption there. Uh, it's not good. Um, nope. Some are on like a 40% win rate, something like that. It's it's not good, but you, I mean, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, a couple yeah. of shows ago that you felt like the only reason he got this job is because of his last name. And maybe you're right, but... Either way, when you go, Owen, are they 0 and 5? I don't think they've won yet this year. When you, I mean, you're, it's, it's not, not good. Not good. Um, not Red, good. Redskins interim coach Bill Callahan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason this is on here is because he declined to name a starting quarterback. Um, Jay had started, had started Haskins last week, and yep. it looked like they were trying to make this transition of like, yeah, okay, our year might be over. Let's see what we have in the guy we just drafted. Mm-hmm. But backstory here, Jay didn't want to draft Haskins. Right. The, the, the ownership yeah, did. The and so they now they come out and say that 
he's not their starter. They're basically saying they're checking medically on Case and Colt McCoy to make sure they're good. But right now, Dwayne Haskins is not a candidate to start. What is wrong with you? You're 0-5. Why not see what you have in the rookie? Yeah, that plays into another segment that we're going to talk about a little later. Just as them as a franchise right now is just just not good. Yeah, it's it's not great to be a Washington Redskin. Um, other news, it's not really that special. Doesn't really affect our league that much. Maybe Meh. it does. Cam Newton is officially out again week six. Meh. His foot injury. That just means more who, Christian McCaffrey. Who, who really cares? Yeah. Kyle Allen's done a great job. Yeah. Um, I do think if we have to be logical when he comes back, Kyle Allen's on the bench. It's it's Cam's oh, yeah. team. Oh, yeah, it's Cam's team. That I think he's aiming yeah. for after the bye week. So they play this week. I believe they're on bye next week. Yeah. So we're looking at like a week eight return. Um, but goal is to have him back. It, question, I heard this talked about this morning. Do you, if you're in a pinch with your quarterback situation, do you go pick up Cam? And stash him for two weeks? Do he, do you wait on him, hoping he's what we thought he would be at the beginning of the year? Yeah, that that all falls into what league you're in. I mean, if you're... A little deeper? Yeah, if you're a deeper league, maybe. If you're in our league, I don't think you do. I mean, sure. he, he wasn't performing what we thought he would be when he was yeah. playing. So there's no motivation for me to go pick him up and put him on my bench thinking, all right, he comes back big points from, you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to like, I tend to agree. I actually drafted him and started him two weeks in a row. He burned me two weeks in a row. Just, I'm kind of off cam. Yeah. Even when he comes back, I don't know that there's a guarantee that he's, he's a hundred percent cam, but we'll see if you got the deeper league or if you got a bench spot that you can take up and use it. Um, this plays uh, a lot into a later segment, but mm-hmm. and I, I will correct this, this. Ingram did practice today, but he was still limited, so there's potential that he plays Thursday. He's, but being this close, yeah, he's and still, still not being out. full. Yeah, I I don't think he plays. No. Saquon's out. Sterling Shepard's out. Gallman's out. Oh my gosh! Yep. Unless you're extremely ridiculously desperate and you need to play Golden Tate or yeah. something, no. Against the Patriots defense, nope. I don't. I I avoid this game at all costs. Yep. But hopefully for the Giants' sake, I mean, and poor poor Daniel Jones, he's gonna get massacred. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. The Patriots maybe, maybe put Eli back in for this game. Yeah, for this game. Eli's yeah. got magic. The yeah. the Patriots are on a pace to set the NFL record for sacks this year. Jeez. So if they get back to Daniel, they're gonna take that kid out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd avoid if you can, um, this one was scary. Mason Rudolph, a concussion. I watched this play That's, live. Yeah. It was one of the scarier ones I've ever watched. You know, we've seen a lot of, I mean, concussions happen pretty regularly in the NFL. Um, it, he took a pretty good shot. You could see him kind of fall out before he even hit the ground. He was out. So it's a scary situation, yeah. but he's he's in the protocol. He's officially week to week, but that whenever he you know whenever he makes it through the protocol, it's just a de- it's player dependent. Yeah. Um, and if the staff thinks he's ready to go, they'll probably put him out there. But if that's not the case, another team down to their third string quarterback, Dev Devlin Hodges, who exactly played at Sanford, undrafted um, free agent. For clarity, not yes. Stanford. Sam, 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 Sam Ford out of uh, Alabama, yep, Alabama, I believe mm-hmm. played at Samford, had decent stats at Samford, sure. but he was undrafted. And to top that off, Jalen Samuels 
had his knee scoped. They came out, what, two days ago yesterday and said, we're, we did a knee scope. Oh, by the way, <laughs> he's out for a month. Like, you were looking at Devlin. I mean, Samuels has played a f- quite a mm-hmm. few snaps the last week at quarterback. So you were looking at Samuels to be a decent play this week and at least to get opportunity. But now you're looking at just James Conner and Devlin Hodges. I don't think this is necessarily bad for the same exact thought process as how Lev Bell, although he hasn't been what we drafted him to be, mm. has been efficient Yeah, because Devlin's going to panic and mm-hmm. look four yards down the field and see James Conner going, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm open. So yeah. I expect James Conner to get you know six, eight catches this week in yeah. a PPR matchup or, or league. That's a good thing to have. Yeah, I'll say this too. It's worth going and watching Benny Snell. I've said this a couple times now. Yes. Just Snell is a monster in just, college. Just, I mean, I'm not saying roster him again. I'm just saying if you're in a pinch and you've got a room on your bench. Did you mean hurt. to rhyme? I did not, but you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He might there be a waiver wire darling if we're not careful. Yeah. yeah. So I'd go go flag him, go watch him. It's worth that. Oh, it's, it was. It's time. It's time. It's time. Those oh. are our league updates. Uh, for everything kind of going on in the league, that that kind of uh, has to do and affects our our different players, stuff like that. Our next segment is one we have been waiting for. Man, we were hoping for to do two this weeks. Last week, yeah, we got so excited and we didn't have a trade. So, Jordan, I'll let you give some backstory on this. All right, so so we have take Ben for example. Ben, this is not negative towards you, but take Ben for example with Julio Jones. Yeah. For the latter, I mean, for the, excuse me, the most part of what, like the last four, three, yeah, four, three years, four years, Ben has had Julio Jones. He will not trade him. You cannot get him. He, he's just an untradeable. Right. He's an untouchable. Yeah. And so that changed this season. Finally. I got him from Ben. I threw Good a, trade. the world at Ben. Yep. And whatever, all that happened. And I I made a mistake with Julio, Julio after that. Um, nah, man, you're fine. <laughs> Good trade. That that trade for Devonta and Antonio Brown has worked out well for me. That did not age well. I digress. Yes. Um, There are certain owners in our league. We won't name names. We won't name names. Until we do. They're just titled after segments. Um, Certain owners in our league that are just like, nah, man, he's untouchable. You can't trade for him. Like, just that kind of talk. Uh Uh-huh. I think our newbie might be one of them too. I had a discussion with him today, but skittish. The the worst one of all time belongs to Aaron Corcoran and his just inability to let players go if the players he's getting back don't have like more projected points yeah. or he just loves like if you try to go get Camara from he's like, No, I'm not giving you my best player. You could throw the world at him and he'd be like, No, Camara's my best player. And so that's exactly how Aaron sounds yeah, if you actually yeah, if you've never met him, yeah. Um <laughs> So so let's talk so let's talk for a minute in our minds and again this is not rule of law but Basically. in our minds what mm-hmm. makes a good trade Um so I love trading to the point I think people get annoyed with me probably um, but if in my opinion my my goal internally is to make my team better and I don't care what your team looks like afterwards <laughs> but strategically i go into and i look at the team and i go okay what do i have that they need right what do they have that i want yeah they have a receiver i want there their running backs suck yeah. i have a surplus of running backs dude i'm gonna offer you hey they're not they're yeah. not the cream of the crop they're not christian McCaffrey, but these are two solid running back twos and yeah. you need depth on your team i want that yep. receiver because you don't need four of them. you know 
a good trade consists and hopefully of making both teams better. Right. If that person values those players and you value the players you receive, I think in that yeah. format, that's a good trade. And I think value is in the eye of the polder with yes. a lot of things. Well, I'll, I'll credit that. Yes. And I do think that there are some players that in moments, in week spans, you just don't get rid of. I think right now, Christian McCaffrey is one of those players. Uh, Unless you're going to give me three ones. I would, I would have to take – I would have to get the house. To the get house. So, like, I totally get that. that there are, in moments, untradeable players. Yeah. However, if you're talking, you know, name value, if you're talking, yeah. you know – uh, college, well, he had a big college week. College allegiance. College Pro allegiance. allegiance. Sure. Michael loves or, the Packers. Or yeah. Aaron loves all those Tennessee kind of and you, I love Bama. You have know. to take those things away. Yeah, absolutely. And look at the trade at at what it actually is doing. What it's actually like. Again, we value the Odell Beckham and DJ Chark yeah. trade a little differently. Yeah. And so, but that's just that's what it is. If yeah. I was in your shoes, I probably might have made that trade. If I'm the Aaron Jones owner, I'm looking at Micah. Sure. And being like, hey, what do you, sure. I want this and I'll give you Aaron Jones. Yeah. So, and Micah's probably going to be a little more tempted to take something like that because right. he loves his Packers. Right. Why not? So so the answer to that question, what makes a good trade? It's the owners. Yeah. The owners decide <clears throat> the value of the trade. I think is right. And outside looking in, it's whatever. We can still comment on it and yeah. we can still say, no, you're looking at Values the wrong way. It's one of the better. There are matter of fact things that go into it. It's a good reason we took vetoes away, right? Because you value that player and I don't, right? So it just shouldn't matter what I think, though. If you want the players, and I I think that's a good reason we did this. Yeah, but in honor, yeah, in honor of of the man himself, (laughs) the Aaron Corcoran can't trade, won't trade, untradeable trade of the week. So we had a couple trades go through this week. One uh, of them was between um, David and who was the other one that David, David and Lucas and Lucas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A Marlon Mack involved trade there. Yeah. Um, but the one we're going to talk about and spend a lot of time on is Josh Roden and Matthew Kitzmiller mm-hmm. uh, made a trade. Josh traded Mark Andrews to Matthew for OJ Howard and Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. So Matthew was in pretty desperate need of a tight end. OJ's not cutting it for him. Nope. Josh needed some semblance of a established running back. As we saw this past week, he probably didn't. Mm. Yeah. With Brita and Lindsay sitting on his bench, but yeah. But nonetheless, what at the time, yeah. And so, I, and uh, so I was actually in the room with Matthew when we were talking about this, Patient and I zero. suggested this trade to Matthew. I you, said, you caused this trade. I did. I did cause this trade. I said, Matthew, interesting. Go, go give Josh. Josh is, I me knowing Josh, he hated having both Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram because you just didn't know who to play. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I said, I know he doesn't want that decision on him anymore. I bet you could go offer him a run. He's worried about his running backs. Go offer him a name running back that has some upside. Also Michelle, a Georgia boy. Also a Georgia boy. <laughs> playing into some of that and go off from O.J. Howard, yeah. who I know he's going to set O.J. Howard on his bench. But at least with O.J. Howard, there's upside a little bit with that. There's some brand name recognition yeah. there. That was the thought behind it. Josh and Matthew thought it was a good trade. You may think otherwise. This is the other – this is my other um, 
I don't strategy, I guess you yeah. could say, but th- this is just simply how I like to do trades. Yeah. I like to do two for one trades. Sure. And most people are like, cool, let's be on the two side. I mm-hmm. would much rather be on the one side. Because yeah. in that scenario, you get a free bench spot that you get to go take a flyer on another player that you think might become something. So yeah. in this trade, I'd like to be on the Josh side. Um, excuse, excuse me, I'd like to be on the Matt side. Um, but I uh, personally, I, th- I personally think Rudin made a mistake. I value Mark Andrews a lot higher than what I think he got back in return. I think you look at this as you look at this basically as, and we're going to talk about OJ later, later, but OJ was drafted besides the top three, like besides Kelsey Ertz and um, who am I forgetting? Sorry, Kittle in our draft. Yeah. Howard went next. Yeah. Almost all drafts. Yeah. Howard's like the fourth or fifth tight end yeah. off the board. Right, he right. was drafted to be Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. Light, you know, he was drafted to be that next tier yeah. guy, and he's been rough. And yeah. we'll we'll talk about that more. But I think in this trade, you look at it as basically he traded Mark Andrews for a bench filler spot and Sony Michelle. Yeah. And Sony hasn't had the greatest year either. He really hadn't. I mean, he's a Patriots running back. What he's do you be really hitting this? It's inconsistent because yeah. the Patriots don't give a flying flip about stats, stats or numbers yeah. or anything. They want rings, yeah, they and they're want, good at it. Yeah. So I I just I personally don't I wouldn't have done this trade. I think Josh could have gotten more for his trade. It's not that yeah. it was bad. Maybe it made sense to Josh. And again, yeah. maybe he values these players more than I do. Sure. Maybe he thinks OJ's coming. We'll have a bounce back potentially. But yeah. I just you know I I don't think this was a great trade. Yeah. Let's move on to our Micah Free Sit of the Week. <laughs> the player we think that you should probably sit may look like a good start. Let's go ahead and take a take a sit this week. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on mine. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I am sitting the entire New York Giants franchise. <laughs> Hear what I said. The entire New York Giants. Like, the coach. The coach. <laughs> the water, defense. Water boys. The, concept, the, the peanuts guy. Like, oh, man. Y- y'all just take the week off. Like, <laughs> Ingram's out. Saquon, Gallman. I'm surprised they're going to field a team. Do you think if the Giants put zero people on the field as opposed to their normal defense on the field that the Patriots would score more or less points? Can they get negative, like a safety? Like, I guess they can't get negative points for that, do they? I don't think that's a thing in in football. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I just I I'm think st- Belichick I'm st- would outthink himself and be like, hang on, hold, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do we can we do this? This is here? a weird strategy. I've yeah. never seen this before. Let's yeah. let this play out. So uh, right to the left. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just all of them. I'm not. I'm not touching them. Yeah. Period. This I, week. I I I can I can get that. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, I'll go ahead and take mine. And unfortunately, you're not going to like my sit of the week. Uh-huh. The uh, honorary Micah Free sit of the week. Also, Aaron, if you're listening, we love you. We're sorry. Um. But in a more real sense, we're not. My Micah Free sit of the week is Todd Gurley. <sighs> yep. Andrew, I'm really sorry. For this. That's okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a I'm gonna pull up a stat that's Go gonna mm, I mean it's gonna make you mad I mean, probably, but uh, we're gonna pull up a Gurley and we're gonna we're gonna talk about something real quick. Okay. So Todd Gurley is facing the 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. We all know. Hey, surprising. But I mean, they're four. four they're legit. Yeah, they had I their mean, bye week. They're four now. They're legit. They are the fifth ranked defense against the run number one and they're the number two defense overall which means their pass defense is even better than that yeah they've allowed 327 total yards all year to running running backs yeah 
and zero, I repeat, zero touchdowns to the running game of any yep. kind. No quarterback run, running back run, nothing. Yep. Zero rushing touchdowns. They are the only team in the NFL that still hasn't allowed a rushing touchdown. Todd Gurley's points the last two weeks. At Tampa Bay, five carries, 16 yards. I say again, 16. Uh, I guess you could say his yards per carry was 3.9. That's not terrible. Uh, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He made his hay in that week by getting seven for 54 in the receiving game. So you can't you can't knock him there. But if you take those two touchdowns away, he's scoring a measly 10 points. Yep. That's not what you wanted to talk earlier. Last week at Seattle, 15 for 51. Two touchdowns again. 17 points. So you're looking without those two touchdowns around five mm-hmm. to a team that through five weeks has not allowed a single rushing touchdown. I am not optimistic that the guy who makes his weeks based off of touchdowns is going to do well. I would sit Todd Gurley against the 49ers. So I'm going to defend this. You're welcome to. Um, for a moment. Okay. I couldn't defend the Giants, so. Well, there's that. Maybe their kicker? Nah, their puncher might have a great day. They're not even going to go the other side of the what field. What if you play like an IDP league? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Eli Apple? So let's take a look at who the 49ers have played and their running backs. That's fair. We'll okay. take that. Week one, Tampa Bay. Okay. Tampa Bay's got a great. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight no, you can't. face. No, you can't. Ronald Jones? Week two, that's a Joe Mixon hobbled. Bengals team. That is fair. I appreciate you okay. saying that. He wasn't full strength, but yeah. That's a Pittsburgh team that I'm I could be wrong. That's either the week or the week after Ben goes down. Oh no, that's two weeks after because Ben went down in week ben one. Ben went down week one. So that is a Mason Rudolph, James Connor deal. And I think that's when they allowed yeah, they allowed their most points in that game. They mm-hmm. allowed twenty points. That's right. By week. Okay, so they had an early bye week. And then Cleveland, who self-imploded. Okay? They didn't look great, yeah. They, they self-imploded. With a good a good running back in Nick Chubb, who still had decent game. A decent game in that. I mean, granted, yeah. if it wasn't for Baker being dumb, he probably would have had an even better game and caught some more passes. He looked stuff. just bad. All of that to say, so really take it from five weeks to four weeks because of the bye week. Yeah. I'm not saying I feel great about the 49ers. I, 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 if you're in a situation where you have to start them, I feel okay starting them. I don't, I'm not sitting there going, man, uh, Gurley's going to be my bell cow this week. Yeah. He's going to give me the 25, 30 point. I'm not looking at him like that. I'm looking, okay, Todd, I need you to give me 10 points. I need you to get, I need you to give me. I still think it's conceivable probably for him to get 10. Give me 10 points because I'm looking at my roster right now and I'm sitting here going, who am I? Am I going to start Stefan Diggs over Todd Gurley? You know, oh. am I like, am I going to start Carlos Hyde over Todd Gurley? I, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I actually have him on my bench right now. I actually have Todd Gurley on my bench right now because I'm just living with it for a minute. But anyways, that's my defense. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you that their defense is legit. Fifth against the run, number two overall defense. I totally – that's valid, and I think they're a legitimate defense. I do think Todd is starting to come back. He's starting to get more touches. He's starting to be more involved in the in the, in the game plan. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's my only defense there. So, 
we digress. I digress, and we can move on. Uh, bench slaps now is stable oh, thing here. Not a ton going on. It. I thought I was gonna get bench slapped this week when the start of my games because I was thinking, crap, somebody's going. My bench is about to go off. I just had a bad week. A lot of people I think just had weird weeks, except for uh, Mr. Roden. Mm. Oh, 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 Josh. Oh, Josh. In a game where Josh's team put up 121, which again is a really that's a nice. good it's a good score. That's a winnable league. week. Played against Lights Camara Action, mm. um, Aaron Corcoran with um, 142.7. Yeah. You say, oh, he beat him by 20 points. Nothing that he could have done. Actually, actually, Mike Evans, who sat on a giant goose this week with that's zero unreal. points. That is unreal to me. In a game that was 24 to 31, he caught nothing. Nothing. Not Absolutely nothing. Not a screen pass. <clears throat> not a slant route. Yes. Just a total gooser from Evans. Oh. Roden could have played. and It's hard to, it's hard to fault Roden yeah. for it. When your receivers are Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, and Mike Evans, who wouldn't yeah, start these true. guys? I mean, yeah. So it's really hard to go at Josh and be like, you dummy. But if Josh had played either Philip Lindsay or Matt Burita – if you when you pop off an eighty yard touchdown, it tends to help your day. Um, he would have won by a couple of points. Unfortunately for Roden, he didn't, and you got it's bench slapped, Josh. Yep. I would like to make an honorary mention to David. Okay. okay. Yeah. David got what I would like to call roster slapped. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Do you yeah. realize this? Yeah. Two weeks in a row. David Van Zant has scored the second most highest points on the week. And was playing. Uh, and was playing the guy who scored the first was, most yeah. points on the week. Yeah. David puts up 186, which is ridiculous. Nobody beats you if you yeah. put Look at Listen to David's roster the, last week. Uh, Chris Chris Carson, 18 points. Good game. Not Whatever. Great game. Kyler Murray threw up 30. Christian McCaffrey, 46. Juju, 15. That's impressive for him this yeah. week. Adam Thielen went and cried about it and got himself some workload. 28-5, George Kittle, 17. Tyler Lockett, 12. 15 points from the Patriots defense. A measly two from his kicker, the number one kicker on the year. Eh. Um, and he still somehow lost to Lucas with 199. Who had the audacity to text our group and say, I need, I need a better a tight, tight end. end. Let's talk about it. His tight end, Delaney Walker, scored a point and a half, and yet he still put up 199 points. Yeah. He's Josh Jacobs, who apparently all it takes is for me to say, don't play Jacobs. <laughs> and the guy goes, freaking I was, ham. You know, I was trying to remember who said that. It was me. Yeah. And you know who else I said don't play? Or who I said was fake? The next guy on his roster, Aaron Jones, 45 <laughs> points. You've uh, uh, Amari Cooper, 38. Michael Thomas, 35. Marlon Mack threw up 16 points. Yeah, I mean... My goodness, like yeah. I, I would, I would kill my team struggles to get past a hundred this year. We've, we've just, we've had a rough season, but hey, two and three, <laughs> I'm not out of winning it. Winning streak, and I'm no longer in last place. There you so go. I'm, I'm tied for seventh, I think. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, David, you got roster slapped wow. twice in a row. I'm, I'm very sorry for that, my friend. Let's move on to a new segment uh, we're going to try this week. You know, we're five weeks into the season, moving that's, into six. That's true. Uh, we're not quite halfway through the season yet. We're almost halfway we're Almost here. halfway. And there are players that I think we are both already done with. Yeah. That we are... It's, 
It's time to move let him go. on. They're taking up a roster spot. Just let them go. Yeah. Just let them go, man. Yeah. It's hard. But you got to let them go. It is, especially when there's players. There's players on this list that you, yeah. you drafted high. Yeah. There's players on this list you had giant expectations for, people trade for, people yeah. you know, keep keepers yeah. on this list that you hope to be something, and they have just straight up yeah. let you down. Well, and, and to be clear, this segment is not must drop off your roster. It's move them. Trade them or cut them. Yeah, I think some of these guys, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at yours. I don't know who's going to trade for you. Maybe one of these guys. I don't know who's trade. I know one of them would trade for mine. I tried to get him before the show started. Um, But, yeah, for for me, it's it's either that. It's move on or or at least completely um, let go. Change your expectations or let them go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Lower that expectation. I'll start with my two. Um, I've got Adrian Peterson and McCole Hardman. How dare you? Yeah, so here's the thing. Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, the news that came out this week about Jay Gruden is terrifying. Yeah. The news that came out about their quarterback is terrifying. There is nothing about the Washington Redskins that excites me. It's time to let Adrian Peterson go. He should not be rostered. He should not. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even sure he's getting the proper workload to get what he needs. He scares me. Roughly 10, they're, 10 to 15 a game. They're a mess. Target they have no there. offensive identity. Attempts, rather. Yeah. It, it's just not a good situation. If you've got Adrian Peterson, I'm I'm done with him. I think um, you're I think, dropping him like he's I think you're right. Let me point let me put this out here. I think you're right. We talked about it before the show. I think you're right, except for this week. I think you're right. For the rest of sure. the season. Yeah, that's a good point. So here I mean, here's the only thing I would offer to you. Like you said, move him, trade him, whatever. If you're the Adrian Peterson owner, you trade him as soon as this game is over yeah. and you try to get something out yeah. of him. Because he's playing Miami. Miami. He's probably gonna have a touchdown or two. Regardless of the issues going on, they're right. still winless. Like a Adrian Peterson is still a Adrian physically Peterson. gifted yeah. human being yeah. and against the Miami defense that's terrible yeah. and awful. Um He could put up a couple points. Yeah. So I, I would I, I don't even know. I don't know that I would play him. I mean, yeah. unless you kind of have to. Yeah. But for real, I think you either try to trade him this week because after that, you move on. He goes San Francisco, Minnesota, Buffalo, bye week. Yep. Bro, get rid of him because yeah. at that point, you're not going to be able no, to. No, you're not playing him at all. Next one's McCall Hardman. And McCall? This is more, yeah, this one's more of a situation. And, of course, he's a bulldog. And this so is this tough for you. Bit, it is a little bit tough yeah. for me. I was I was really had high hopes for him. And he's been okay. He's had decent, decent um, numbers. Uh, but – the reality of the situation is uh, Tyreek Hill's about to come back. And when Tyreek Hill comes back... Scheduled to be here this week. It, it's just not going to end well for, for Hardman. Well, um, I think you saw it last week when we talked about Sammy Watkins. I think you talked about... Or we, we talked about, is it it's time to move away from Sammy Watkins yeah. or he's not going to finish is what we thought. Sammy Watkins started the game, got a boo-boo, and never came back yeah. last week. So, like... I feel the yeah. same way about Watkins, but the, I think what you're pointing out is that the the Kansas City receivers is literally just it's a new favorite for Mahomes each yeah. week, and they're all kind of talented. I mean, they're not bad receivers, right. but unless they have consistent targets, you can't yeah. count on them in fantasy. Yeah, since since McCall's become a steady starter, he's had six five five six targets, and anytime he's been worth starting, he's been touchdown dependent, and he's had the big touchdown at some point. It's been the deep ball. 
Um, it's just not something that's reliable with Ty coming back. I'm mean, not Ty with uh, Hill Tyreek Hill coming back. Um, I just I see it going even further down. The one game that Ty Tyreek was in, McCall barely played, which was Week One until he got hurt mm-hmm. and he hit one target. Um, I just I watch for when Tyreek comes back. Yeah. When he comes back, you got to move or drop Hardman. You you yeah. got to him. And another thing to keep an eye on too. The Mahomes regression is very real. You think so? It's very real. I mean, like, I mean, you, you look at him and you go, like, I'm not. Don't hear me say he's gonna be a QB two. Like, that's not what I'm saying. He's gonna finish as a QB one. He's gonna be in the top twelve. I'm just saying he's not gonna throw fifty touchdowns this year. No, there's no way. So the the regression and the spread of all that. The reason you wanted piece out of, of that Kansas City offense last year was because he was throwing so much volume of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that this year. Interesting note of trivia, um, Seattle Seahawks quarterback oh, Russell Wilson that. is on track to beat that, to throw 50 touchdowns. That would be interesting. Year. That would be any cool. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to my guys, and, and we mentioned him earlier. Um, my guys that are – I'm just – with this guy completely, I'm ready to just cut ties and move on. Yeah. It hurts. It sucks because you drafted him high, um, you know, at least within round, I don't know, four or five, something like that. Um, but you just expected more from O.J. Howard. That's and disappointing. It's, it's, it's a Bama boy for me, so it's really hard to see this. Um, but let here's here's numbers. Let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. O.J. Howard has 14 targets on, on the year. Not good. 11 catches. He's hyper-efficient. He's, yeah. he's catching what you're throwing at him. 441 yards. It's not necessarily bad if you give me the stat line of like 11 receptions for 141 yards. Cool. My average, you know, receptions around 10 yards. That's not right. bad, but I only have 11 of them all year yeah. long. Yeah. That's what's not bad. And zero touchdowns. Yeah. So the guy has good hands. All uh, if you watch the Tampa Bay uh, Marlins. Yeah. Baseball game the other night. Rays. Rays. Excuse yeah. me. Marlins. Who are yep. they? Used to be Miami. Marlins. Mar- Miami Marlins. What am I thinking? Let's move on because yeah. we're. I don't want to talk about baseball. Talk about ba- baseball right now. Yeah, let's not talk about baseball right now. Uh, he's at the Tampa Bay game, and he literally one hand caught a foul <laughs> ball in his left hand, and so that's like all the things yeah. people have been talking about. Um, so he has one. Um, he has the same one more. Um, what was it? Was it touchdowns? I'm so sorry. No. One more foul ball catch than he does touchdowns this year. Um, so there's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so scattered. That was just so funny funny to me to read that. Um, But OJ has just, he struggled. He doesn't seem to be a part of the game plan. His target shares keep going down. It was good in week one. He had zero in week two, which is against Carolina. Mind you, they're an incredible uh, defense against tight ends. Let's also talk about the fact that his matchup this weekend is against Carolina. Yeah, Wouldn't play him there. Nope. Um, He had uh, zero targets in week two. We just talked about it. Four targets in week three. Three and four week four two and week five we're we're going the opposite direction we want to go <laughs> you are going the wrong way no jay um uh, targets no jay. <laughs> um he just he's not a part of the game plan yeah. you've got chris godwin and, and mike evans and it's it's just seems that Jameis doesn't have the ability to support three different pass yeah. catchers now mind you those two receivers are what in the top 10 both each you know top five maybe i forget chris godwin yeah. i think it's a one on the year like he's got good receivers he just Oj's just not a part of the game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. His tight end ranking through weeks uh, one through five, tight end number 30, number 72. Number 14, we had a glimpse of hope. 
number 25 number 42 it's it's time to move move yeah. on from OJ Howard yep. um, and this one's tough um, I brought this up earlier because I was trying to see if I could get him from Aaron this is not a move on from Odell Beckham Jr. This is a set your expectations that OBJ is no longer a one, yeah. and he may not even be a two. He mm. is, his ceiling to me is wide receiver two. His ceiling, wow. his his floor is a lot lower than that, and we've seen those numbers. Yeah. But I think you're looking at a guy who's going to be a decent run, a ride, ride receiver two and potentially a three. Um, it, I don't know what you do about it. It's yeah. frustrating. You. I don't even think he's the number one on his team. Yeah, that's yeah. I think over the last couple of weeks, we're seeing Jarvis Landry assert himself, and he's—I don't know. Like they're trying to get him the ball. They've given him forty-three targets, but here's the bad part: because of his quarterback's terrible, he's caught twenty-three of those. Yeah, he's catching fifty, roughly fifty percent of his passes. Three hundred thirty-five yards, one touchdown, which, if you remember, was that really long, ridiculous, yeah. like seventy-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So other than that, he hasn't had. No consistency in a way that would get him a touchdown. Um, Baker, in my opinion, is the problem. I don't think you look at Odell Beckham Jr. and go, oh, he's he's done. Mm -hmm. His talent is good. No, it's not. Baker's the problem. Baker literally has had the worst... Um, the worst year in his career. He's been in the NFL for two years. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a yeah. long f- set of information sure. to look at, but he has had a terrible year. Um, he... Wide receiver wise, Odell has finished as the number forty-two receiver. The number three, holy crap, he's back. Uh, the forty-six, the sixty-eight, and the sixty on the on the week. His finishes are terrible. But let's talk about Baker. Baker last year, yes, we know he wasn't amazing. He set the NFL touchdown record for, for rookies. Rookie touchdowns, yeah. Um, he played fourteen games. His QBR was ninety-three. Can't complain about that. Sure. He had a good completion percentage, sixty-four percent for a rookie. Can't complain about that. Um, Twenty-seven touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. He was terrible at interceptions. He always has been. He was sacked twenty-five times on the year. This year, Baker is on track. He's still on track to throw for around four thousand yards, and that's great. He's on track to throw twelve touchdowns. Whew. 26 interceptions and he's on track to get sacked 51 times double what he was last year double the interceptions last year and uh less than half of the touchdowns sure this these numbers can change whatever but freddie kitchens figure it out i don't know what the problem is but dude it your offensive line can't hold yeah baker's hot foot in the pocket he can't stand still he can't get time to throw You've got to move away from OBJ being this wide receiver one. Yeah. He's not going to be that yeah. unless he gets the breakaway 70-yard touchdown. Yeah, and, I, and I've heard weird rumors that he is – Baker is scared to throw it to OBJ. Like, he is he, – I don't know what – like, nobody elaborated on anything, Yeah, but he he was scared to, to do that. I mean, he – you saw OBJ's desperation. He returned yeah. a punt last yeah. week. Yeah. They put him on a punt return. Trying he doesn't to... return punts. So they literally said, OBJ, can you go make something happen? Yeah. And he's running around with a ball yeah. out in the freaking open. And he fumbles the ball. Yeah. There are people who lost on the week for two reasons for the Browns. 
A, because they were winning before the game started, they started Baker Mayfield, they got they negative lost. points, and they lost the game. Or because Odell fumbled, got a minus two at the end of the game, and they lost the game. Yeah. Those are live. Go look at their tweets. It's terrifying. Oh, man. But that, I just, I don't understand what's going on in Cleveland. We had yeah. such high hopes for them. And even, like, even their bright spot of the defense was supposed to be, that was supposed to be like, yay, yeah. the defense is, you know, back and doing great things, but it's just not that I mean, right now. And it's hard to look at Chubb and not think that he he's done well this season. He hasn't, you know, performed like we wanted right. him to. Yeah. But if the offensive line can let Chubb run for a decent running back on the year, like probably finish, I don't know, as a high RB2 maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's, what, you can't hold a pocket for yeah. three seconds? Right. Yeah, and I think you're right. There's a little bit of truth to the Baker having a little hot feet in there and not sitting in the He's pocket and allowing there. He, yeah, he the can't just the sit there and, and throw because we saw a an elite Heisman winner in college. Yeah. You can't sit there and go, Baker doesn't have talent. You're yeah. wrong. Yeah. He does, yeah. and it's just he can't show it yeah. this week. Let's get into the week six preview here. Let's go through yes. our games, local games here in our league. We're going to run through those. Three and three, here I come. Here you come. I'm, I'm three and two. Don't it's... call it a comeback. <laughs> uh, let's start with the Micah Freeze and Josh Roden matchup. Matchup. Wetness Cup. Um, let's, pretty... not, let's not read all the team names. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's go to... Uh, any, hmm. you know, Josh has got the tight end spot empty right now. He did just trade for OJ Howard. That's well, a scary start. He's got Evan Ingram. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, and now he doesn't have. I mean, not if, playing him now. <laughs> if you don't have Ingram, yeah. I'd be hard pressed to not drop Howard and play a, tie, a waiver uh, wire. Yeah, tie I'm end. just trying to think of you, who you stream in that in that situation. Josh, we are praying for you. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> um, I, you know, I like the Sonny Michelle play this week against the Giants. Again, they're. I just think yeah. this is it's. I think what you're looking at the reason Michelle's a great play is because get him out of your flex spot. I think. <laughs> sorry. Side note: his, his lineup's not set. I'm sure. The reason that's a great play, uh, Patriots going to be up in this game. They're going to be running out the clock. I feel like Sony's going to get some of that late end towards the game, just running work, and he's going to rack up on some yards towards the end of the game. I think that's a good play. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Micah's side, I think he's got a great lineup. Derrick Henry's been a nice surprise this year. Um, he frustrates me. He does frustrate me, but I think he he has done better than what I thought he was going to do. He obviously doesn't have his lineup set. He's got Sterling Shepard in there, who's out, but he'll he'll throw in there Robert Woods. That boy has um, five receptions on the year. Yeah, that's uh, just not For something. And old old man Witten's still sitting in oh. there. Look at old man Witten in there. So uh, we got a <laughs> we got a if we got a Josh Roden fifty two percent win probability. This is going to be an interesting matchup. They're both three and two. Uh, I think some some big happen you know things happen this week, um, you know Micah drop could drop to three and three. Micah's been on a losing streak, unfortunately. Yep. he was sitting at the top. It will uh, it will uh, it'll be an interesting week. That'll be a good game to kind of watch some some big matchups there. So yeah, yeah. why don't you uh, why don't you take us through Lucas and Aaron? Lucas and Aaron are on a different page. I wasn't yeah. there. All right, cool. Ours are oh this is fantastic. They are projected to score the same exact amount of points. One twelve point one. Do they have anybody out? No, they sure don't. Um, I'm sure that Aaron needs to make a giant change at his defense. Uh, it's a bold move to play the defense Whew. playing against the Chiefs. So let's probably Shoot. not do that. Um, I mean, again, he's sitting there. I don't like this. Miles Sanders, I don't have confidence in. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Howard's taking over that backfield, yep. and it shows statistically. Yep. Um, 
Aaron's facing a rough kind of bye week. Frank Gore bye. Tyrell Williams, he was questionable, but he's also on bye. Yeah. Allen Robinson on bye. Um, he's got a rough thing. He could play Golden Tate for the Giants, but do you do that? So Aaron's <sighs> kind of working with some rough terrain there, yep. which makes him a good trade target. Yep. Aaron, if you're listening, <laughs> don't send me garbage. And you may have a chance to win this week. Yep. He's uh, the number one uh, on the season. He's ranked number one yep, overall, four and one. Four and one he's Probably eight. the crappiest four and one team we've ever had. But could, hey, could be. Yeah. Stranger Win- things have happened. Wins are wins, right? Ben's made the playoffs before. Yeah, he is facing a little bit of bipocalypse. Um, yeah. Just so many guys. He's having to play Mike Williams. I don't love that play, but in his situation, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not sure there's another yeah. wide receiver I could pick him off the waivers. To yeah. Play I mean, yet. I think Lucas's team is pretty solid. It's it's hard to argue against pretty much anyone yeah i'm a little i mean i think gordon has a good matchup yeah so he's a some somewhat safe play yeah. but you know i i don't know let's it's either some waiver wire or maybe listen to a trade for saquon if you're interested but yeah <laughs> i i see this one working out honestly in yeah. uh, lucas's favor yeah i, I think, think so too. aaron's just up against too many issues yep. unless he makes some bold moves yep so uh, yeah, I no, I totally agree there. I think Lucas is is a heavy favorite in that game, yeah. uh, even though the projections don't don't pan out that way right now. Uh, let's talk about you and Matt uh, going through this week. Bro, point two points projection off. It's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be close. Uh, Matt is really hoping Tyreek Hill comes back, and yeah. I think if I'm really hoping it doesn't. If Tyreek Hill comes <laughs> back, suddenly Matt's team looks really good. Um, Fournette panned out. As Fournette is panning out. Yep, James Connors being James Connor. Matt Ryan's like the the third, which is as bad quarterback on the year. As bad as the Falcons have been. Yeah, he's he is because they're in terrible games where they have to throw all the time. Yep, and he's having to throw. Jordan Howard's quarterback strategy. Yep, and of course he's got Harrison Butker, so those are always helpful. But I think he's got a really Butker for the win. Yep, 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 yep. And then for you, I mean, I think your lineup's great. Definitely playing DJ this year or this week. Um, Tyler Boyd, we're how far out now from AJ Green being back? Any day now? He's still week to week. Yeah. He hasn't. Yeah. He officially has already been declared out this week. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I need that guy to come back. I really want him to. Yeah, talk me through your uh, Kenny Galladay start over some of these other guys. Uh, KG, yeah, going against the Green Bay Packers, not a great matchup. But Kenny Galladay has been very, very, very consistent on yep. the year. Uh, in a game script where I feel like they're going to have to pass to stay in the game, mm-hmm. I feel like Green Bay is going to throw up some points. I like Kenny Galladay over people like you know potentially I could play Devonta who came off a good weekend, but Devonta's um, Devonta's playing Arizona and that's a great matchup yeah. if you're a running back who hasn't burned me twice. <laughs> so it's it's a little tough. Tevin Coleman playing the Rams. Uh, that's also one that's very intriguing to me because I watched Tevin Coleman come back and and have the ownership of the backfield. Yeah. I just would like to see one more week of what that looks like. Yeah. So it's really only the two people I'm considering. LaShawn got like two the touches last yeah. week. I, I'm, I don't even know what to do with him going forward. Emmanuel Sanders burned the heck out of me last week, and he's yeah. also playing Tennessee. Yeah. So I think Galladay is probably the best that there. I, you know, I'm hoping this isn't the week that Chark decides to be like a dud yeah. because he's been pretty darn consistent throughout the, throughout the year. Um, except for when he played Denver, but he's got a good matchup against New Orleans. I, I, I like this one. Yep, that'd be good. Yeah, all that's very, very reasonable. And I just, I was curious with some of the other guys and names that you've got sitting on your bench. That was a yeah. curious start to me. Let's move on to uh, David versus Benjamin. Ben rolling this week. Uh, Ben's, he has an okay team. It did enough last year, last week to beat me. Um, 
I'm not nothing about his team necessarily is like, oh, that's really good. Brady's having a good year. I think he's gonna have, Brady's gonna have a good game against uh, the Giants. Yeah, I, I I cannot bring myself to bring it start Adrian Peterson. I just I don't like that. It's a even it's a matchup that's good, but it's not one I like. Yeah, and even in his case, that you know the Joe Mixon sitting on his bench there playing Baltimore, that's not a great not a great start or Baltimore. Uh, so this, this we won't stay too long on this. Baltimore is Baltimore's defense is not the Baltimore of old. No, they have gotten interceptions and yep. fumbles, and that's why they look like a better defense. Right. They are not as stout as they used to be. Right. I'm not as scared of playing Joe Mixon. Yep. Definitely not as much as I am of playing Adrian an Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Yep. I would rather do that. Even though it's a Miami team this week, which we talked about earlier in the in the, yeah. in the week, I still think I'm starting Joe Mixon over Adrian Peterson yeah, in that got, scenario. He got McLaren back. It's good to see him, and he's yep. playing against Miami. So what yep. more could you ask for of a yep. one for that? Yep. Uh, David's team, to me right now, is a team to beat. Good Lord. I just think he's he's made some great trades. He's got a, a, a deep bench, I think, um, especially padding it there with Marlon Mack. I, I know y'all had a conversation today about him trying to move Marlon Mack after just getting him. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I think he's more so, I mean, he's got him on a buy. I don't know. He's he's probably trying to just get the value from Mack and, yeah. and what he's looked at recently. But but even uh, I, I like Mack. Like, I would be content to keep Mack yeah. as a depth play on, yeah. on a team that's already great. But, I mean – the reason we grab depth is because if an injury happens, I mean, like yeah. he's got Carson and McCaffrey, two of yeah. the best running backs in Which, the league. But look at his other depth. Yeah, I, and it's I was nothing. Even, yeah, I was even thinking about that though. I mean, he's so he's got a wide receiver in his flex spot. So really, what you're talking about is flexing between Marlon Mack and Tyler Lockett, or fle- like I mean, you're you're kind of well, you're starting Thielen. Well, Max on Max on bye. No, I no no no. I'm just right. saying in the future. I in just meant future. like for his team in with depth. This week he has depth. Mac it's not that great. Mac or Juju. Mac or Juju. You're, those are the decisions you're making, yeah. and it's like you can stream matchups with I that. Think, I think David basically has just gone for broke. Like yeah, he's, he's got a really. I mean, it's basically unbeatable lineup yeah. if they all perform. Yeah, but his depth is gone. I don't. He doesn't have anyone on that bench that like I'm super pining for besides no. like Marlon Mack, and yep. so if something happens to his any one of his like main people, especially in his running backs, he might be in a little bit of trouble there. Yep. Uh, let's talk through the last game here. My game against Caleb this week. Caleb's one oh. and four. I'm three and two. I started out hot. I've lost the last two games. Caleb, I should be four and actually. I Honestly, you should probably be five and zero right now. Shouldn't we all be five and zero? But, but I mean, the last two scores, I needed Nick Chubb to score a touchdown and Seabird to kick a field goal, and I beat Ben. Don't you hate? And then the week before that was when I played David and had, I was like inches away from beating Dad. I think I lost by like a point and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. I, I'm just saying I should be five and zero. Right It'll be interesting to see what Melvin Gordon looks like week two back. Yeah, I'm anxious to see that. See but if he gets think, a lot more workload. I think Baker is killing Caleb's team. He's got to move. He, he's got to go for there's, He's, gotta, he's I, got Kirk Cousins on his bench, and they just started incorporating more of a pass. Yeah. I would absolutely play Kirk. Against, over Baker, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But he, it'll be interesting to see what Melvin's uh, share of the workload yeah. looks like. Montgomery's on by. He's got to get that fixed, obviously. Yeah. His lineup's not set. Um, Watkins... Caleb, don't. <sighs> Hopkins? No, Sammy Watkins. He's oh, still, oh, sorry. He's still I'm, I'm, starting was... Sammy Watkins, and I just don't have faith in yeah. Watkins. Devontae Adams should be back. Yeah. He's still got the questionable tag, but the 
the talk and the news is that he's going to play. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you throw Carrion Johnson in there, who's been pretty consistent. But the problem with Caleb's lineup, regardless, is that almost all the cats are in in rough matchups. Yeah. So even Watkins, if you go with him, he's still playing a tough Houston defense. Yep. So, I, I mean, I would lean towards your way in this one, but we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Well, that's all we've got for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, be a good owner. Mm. Be a good league mate. Respond to trades. Mm. Conversate. Take jabs. And eat nachos. Dang right. Those were good nachos today. Bro, solid nacho one. Solid nacho one. Yeah. The the Christian McCaffrey. That's the upper echelon. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's around one nacho right there. Yeah. That okay. was really, really great. Chewy's up there on a... Chattanooga. I mean, they're all over the nation, so go go some bonchos. 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 Those are really, really good. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Mm. Until next time. Goodbye.